Well, Kurt, we want to welcome Randy here with us this morning uh, to the radio broadcast. Uh, we have an exciting program, and uh, Randy, we are so glad to have you with us here. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. And this is a, I, I guess, a little different kind of a program because typically we have staff or we have uh, residents uh, that are part of it. And today um, we are talking, as we said, with Randy. Randy, your um, participation with the Haven Arrest is as what? Uh, mentoring uh, several of the uh, Haven Arrest guys come to our ABF at the chapel and uh, they all need mentors and uh, I've been involved in mentoring over the course of the past couple of years I would say. Well, you know, Randy, uh, I think Jim got this program up and running about two years ago, if if I'm correct. Uh, and this is something that uh, really wasn't happening in the pro- uh, men's program for a while. And so it's up and running. And, Randy, why don't you tell a little bit about how did you really get familiar with the Haven of Rest? Uh, I think that's an interesting story. Well, it is a good story. I actually grew up directly across the street from Reverend Thomas. So all my growing up years... It's actually uh, Cece. Cece uh, Thomas, right? My my granddad. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, Reverend Cece Thomas. And uh, all my growing up years was directly across the street from Reverend Thomas. And then next door to Reverend Thomas, uh, Reverend Kurt Thomas and Kurt and Eileen Thomas... Uh, lived so uh, they were across the street as well, and so I've known I've known Curtis and Valerie since they were little ones. So, and and he's uh, sworn to secrecy uh, to uh, as far as uh, disclosing any uh, any top uh, childhood secrets here. So, <laughs> I do I do with that I do have uh, just one question I do want to ask because. Uh, I th- what I recall uh, of across the street uh, as I was growing up was, um, and, and you, was uh, fast cars, muscle cars. Did, did you have, that's what I'm calling them. Now, this is from a, you know, child's perspective. Did you have, um, and don't worry, we'll get back to the mentoring in just a second. We're just veering off for a second. Uh, did you have a Chevelle or an, a Nova that you like to drive? Or what? Uh, for a very brief period of time, I think I had a Chevelle, but uh, that was very short-lived. Most of my time through high school and college, I drove a red VW Bug. Oh, okay. All right. So just when you think of this, the last thing I'll say about the Chevelle, but um, just think cloud of dust as you <laughs> <laughs> going down the road. <laughs> we all go through stages, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. <laughs> well, Randy, you know, it's interesting knowing Reverend Cece Thomas and then knowing Reverend Thomas and Kurt and Valerie uh, and really knowing about probably the Haven Arrest for a long time. Uh, let's talk a little bit, because uh, there's a lot to talk about in a short period of time mm-hmm. here, Kurt. Uh, a little bit. How did you come to the Lord? I grew up in a Baptist church on East Market Street, Arlington Memorial Baptist, and I was exposed to the gospel all my life. Uh, our church was a gospel-believing, gospel-preaching church, and I was exposed to it and uh, got baptized as a little kid and, and whatnot. It came to a point where I realized I knew all the right things to say 
and I knew some of the scriptures, and I knew how to act in front of this or that group of people, uh, but I realized that I really didn't have Christ in my heart. Um, and so I decided, uh, I gave my, uh, late in high school, I gave my heart to Christ, and uh, later on in college I got rebaptized because I felt I wanted to do that as an act of my own will, as an act of obedience to Christ, rather than something that I was told to do when I was nine. So, um. Well, very good. And um, I want to kind of leap forward uh, from this time uh, to maybe several years ago. Uh, how did you actually then um, get connected? Uh, you obviously knew Thomas's from my family from way back but how did you how did you get connected in terms of making that connection with the residents that you've kind of given us an intro about here I had been actually praying about uh, different things I could do with my time as I scaled back a little bit on my business and how could I how could I make my days my time how could I make it really count for the Lord and um, one day in our ABF class, uh, a couple of guys came in that I hadn't met before and uh, kind of went up to them and introduced myself and uh, uh, sat down next to uh, my friend Victor and um, uh, decided and I thought that I would like to get to know him and spend some time with him, perhaps uh, do some discipling and whatnot, and uh, a couple of weeks after that, one day I was with Victor, and he asked me if I would consider being his mentor, and I thought, wow, that's exactly what I had prayed for, and I thought, wow, the Lord really answers prayer um, in a profound way, mm -hmm. and so uh, spent some time with Victor, and then Victor graduated, and, and then some others came along, and right now, um, involved with uh, Kyle Stevens, and um, I'm so encouraged by Kyle. He's doing everything that he's being asked to do right now, and we have a great time when we get together, and I can see him growing in the Lord, and I can see him making good, wise decisions, and uh, I, can see, I can see his countenance changing over time. So uh, mentorship to me is one of the most rewarding things that I think you can ever do. This is what Jesus did. Jesus spent one-on-one -on -one time. He had his 12 disciples, but then he had his inner group of three, but then there was this inner, inner group of one, of John, the one whom he loved, Scripture says. And so uh, that mentorship lasted three years. So um, that's our model. Well, you know, uh, Randy, uh, let's talk about the ABF class. One of the things, as we were talking before we started recording here, uh, and this has been a, a really uh, an extension of the program. Like, like I said, Jim uh, got to start a couple years ago. And one of the things that has always been important to us, Randy, and I know you know this, uh, is uh, our resident men, our ladies, becoming engaged in the church. Mm-hmm. And going to the ABF, why don't you talk a little bit about the structure of that? And uh, you had mentioned that our guys just don't sit there. They're actually participating. Is that correct? Yeah, they do. They become engaged. And I think the guys uh, that come to our class, I think they sense 
that uh, they are wanted, and we want to make them feel like uh, not only are they wanted, but they belong, and uh, certainly we try and add to their lives, but we want them to realize that they add to our lives as well. And some of them come in that have very little Bible knowledge and very little, if, if any, church upbringing, and some of them come in that you can tell have grown up in the church. and do have some Bible knowledge, and uh, we can tell that they are engaged in the class, and they do, uh, they do raise their hand and make comments, and they participate, and uh, they add a lot to us. They really do. They add a lot to us. So, well, I'm going to just ask, ask you to expound on that, because that's where I was going to go, because I remember you saying that, that sure. they expect you to uh, and they say that you know you add a lot to their life obviously as a mentor but as you stated as well they add a lot to your Absolutely. group there yeah. and uh, just maybe just elaborate just a little bit more on on that is it is it their um, curiosity is it their um, attitude of, of determination you know to to walk with the lord despite you know some of the circumstances that they've uh, been in uh, willing to take risk by you know going into a new type of group setting. Um, I might be wrong on all this. I'm just kind of shooting the dark here. But what, what would you say that they add to your, to your group that, that makes it a good mix? One of the things I think that um, uh, when we had our meeting with Calvin uh, a month or so ago, um, one of the comments that I made to Calvin was when you begin to plug into other people's lives and you see the results of plugging into someone's life, that is a greater blessing to you than it is to the people that you're plugging into many times. And when we as a class, we see the changes that are being made and we see how these men are absorbing this and we see how they're growing, there's the blessing. There's the blessing that God gives us to see uh, the fruits of our efforts to see um, the rewards of, of how these guys are doing and to see see them making good decisions and um, and sometimes they'll make these comments and they'll give a perspective that uh, I had never thought of or many of us had never thought of because these men come in here and they all have a story and when you get to know them and you hear their story, some of their stories will absolutely break your heart mm -hmm. because they have developed. The reason they are here is because they have come to the end of themselves as a rule, usually. And so they have a certain amount of humility and contrition about them. And we see that. And I think, you know what, that's what God wants from every one of us. He wants all of us. He says, a humble and a contrite heart, these, O Lord, you will not despise. And so when we see this humility and we see this contrition in these young men, uh, and we realize, that's what God wants from me. That's what God wants from all of us. And sometimes they're modeling what I need in my life, which is a humble heart. Mm -hmm. So... Amen to that. And you know, uh, Randy, Kurt, one of the privileges, uh, frontline, frontline ministry can be challenging. We know that. Uh, we see the ups and downs, and that can happen in mentorship. But as you were talking there, Randy, you know, seeing the renewing of the mind, this mm -hmm. transformation, you can actually see that happening. When they come into the mission, Kurt, we know 
where their life is at. And then as we start seeing God restore, and as they start getting connected, and we're starting to see things that were totally destroyed and starting to be put back in place, good in good places, uh, what a blessing that is. Absolutely. And in saying that, uh, let me ask you another question here, Randy. Um, how do you personally engage with the individuals? What are some of the things that after ABF, maybe how do you stay engaged with uh, some of the guys that you're mentoring? Uh, I have found that uh, several of us uh, in our class that are mentors, uh, as I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about mentorship, and he said, how do you and Tom and Mike, how do you do it? And I said, you know what, we should get together, but I think you're going to hear three different stories. Uh, None of us do it the same way. Uh, a lot of times after church, I will, I, will, uh, I will say to Kyle, let's go to lunch. You don't have to be back till one, so let's go to lunch. And so we'll go to lunch, and we'll talk about this or that. We'll talk about life. We'll talk about the scripture. We'll talk about uh, just different things. So it's basically life coaching, I guess. And, um, and then some, I'll come down here usually on Wednesday afternoon and spend some time with Kyle, and we'll load up, load up the scripture and and uh, I don't have any preset agenda. As the conversation goes, it will just remind me of this or that scripture, and we'll look at it, and um, it's always a blessing for me, and and Kyle says it's always a blessing for him as well. So uh, it's just spending time. It's letting, letting them know that they matter. I like what you life coach I think is the word you said uh, or the two words that you said (laughs) but um, I like that I I think that's uh, um, and and I think I I wonder um, as we we're going to ask you for uh, some prayer requests here just in a second but my last question to you would be kind of going back uh, to the beginning of this interview uh, Randy was was this something that you had thought all your life about doing uh, is helping um, someone that you know come out of this situation of, of homelessness or is this something that just kind of um, I don't know hit you out of the blue one day I know you said you wanted to use your time during re- re- retirement or uh, scaling down your some of the work responsibilities and but is, is they ha- it's not only an issue of time though it's probably an issue of heart as well mm-hmm. I would think that you know okay I want to I want to give um, to somebody so from the heart perspective is this something that you felt like has been birthed over time or is it just all of a sudden it was like oh I've got a heart for this you know I do have a heart for it and it's something that uh, several years ago I began to pray about and the Lord put it on my heart and uh uh, I've come to a place, it's a wonderful place to be, really, and that is that I honestly believe that I'm exactly where the Lord wants me and I'm doing exactly what the Lord wants me to be doing right now, and that is being involved in other people's lives in, in this mentorship program and one-on-one. And uh, it, yes, it's something that, that God had put on my heart, and I have a heart for it, and uh um, I'm trying to recruit others uh, to, to do the same thing. And um, in our class, it's going great. The other men in our class embrace this as well. And so we love it. We want all the Haven Arrest guys we can get. So and it's, it's a new frontier for your guys in your class. It I mean, is. That are, have embraced it. Got to be. That's, that's neat. So. Well, Randy, as we come to a close here, can't believe 
this time is going that quick. How can we pray for you as you continue into your mentorship and working with, uh, I guess, our men that, that are going to the chapel? I would say uh, the thing not only for myself but for uh, the other guys, for Tom and for Mike and uh, the other guys that are mentoring, um, a wise and understanding heart is what I would really want. Uh, every day I pray the prayer of Jabez, uh, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Oh, Lord, bless me indeed, enlarge my borders. Mm -hmm. Have your hand upon me and keep me from evil that it might not cause pain. And I always pray, keep me from foolishness as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know Solomon asked God for a wise and understanding heart. And uh, uh, that is really needed as we plug into other people's lives. Uh, wise and understanding and a listening heart uh, that we might, uh, as Romans says, that we might discern what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming today. It was a joy talking with you. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks Neighbor. for having me. Yes. And uh, uh, we'll, we will pray, and I know our listeners will pray for you as well. And uh, so thank you again for coming, and God bless you in your efforts there. Thank you.